1: Go to quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns.
2: Hi, welcome to The Guinea Pig. I'm Dr. Mariam Zamani, an oculoplastic surgeon and aesthetic doctor.
1: And I'm Fiona Golfer, a writer and journalist. I'm no stranger to a cosmetic procedure and I'm willing to try pretty much anything.
2: Which is why I'm here to make sure Fiona and anyone else that's out there considering a treatment to help make a better informed decision safely and to try and collect as much information as they can.
1: If you're looking for an honest, no-holes-barred approach to invasive and non-invasive cosmetic surgery,
2: then the guinea pig is here to help you. Hi, and thanks for joining us
1: in the clinic for another episode of the Guinea Pig. Hi, sorry, I'm laughing because Marianne. Okay, so I'm laughing because every time we start to record this podcast, Marianne whips out a little box or something, which has generally got a very crispy apple or something in it, and starts chewing away as if no one. I'm a muncher. So then we wait until she's finished her apple. I'm if finished, by, by the way, guys. I'm finished. You need to gargle or anything there. No. So, hi everybody, and it seems to be still January such a long month, and a couple of weeks into a new decade. And I thought we could look at some of the things that people seem to be really talking about at the moment. And I've been very immersed, actually, for a piece that I've been writing about clean beauty. And we thought it would be fun to get my friend and real mother, Nicola Moulton, who I work with for a very long time at Vogue, who I can't even kind of buy a tube of toothpaste without consulting with Nicola, should I, shouldn't I, When I start talking about clean beauty, I become very evangelical about all the things that I happen to be writing about just in that very moment. Nicola kind of makes lots of poo-pooey noises about it so i thought we could discuss it and have a kind of you know we could have a row on on air, <laughs> on air? about clean beauty and mariam can separate thanks thank you, you for coming you. Well,
3: thanks for having me so excited to actually have the conversation that we're always having not on a podcast on a podcast, <laughs> on a podcast. <laughs> i know it's Who amazing <gasps> the logical thing so
1: nicola why don't we just kind of jump right in there? Because I'm looking at Mariam, who has you have your own beauty range, Mariam. and I would say that that clearly doesn't fall into the category of clean, clean beauty.
2: That's debatable. Huh? So that's the big problem. What is the definition of clean? There is no definition of clean. W- what is your take on what clean is? If you were looking at a beauty brand, just Are you as, looking as at a, me, I'm, I'm looking Nicola. at you, because She's you looking know at me the, like, with that look on my face <laughs> as well. By the way, well, Nicola has a little bit more information so i'd well, like to i'd like to ask you as the as the one who would just you know like when you see something that says clean beauty what do you think i know okay. what i think
1: okay i've come to this relatively recently because i would basically open any jar or bottle that somebody told me was going to make my skin look better and i don't really care what's inside it
2: as long as it worked
1: as long as it works yeah i'm not really i'm i don't really think very Ethically, But recently, I think across everything, we're being asked to look at, you know, the clothes we wear on our back, the skin we put on our face, the food that we ingest. And so I think that times have changed. And kicking and screaming, I have to kind of look a little bit. And I might like some things, I might not. So I think that the definition of clean beauty is that clean beauty doesn't include anything you can't pronounce Okay, that's roughly speaking. So that are Nicola, you're going to say the words because like yes,
3: parabens and phthalates and sodium laurel sulfate and all of those kind of things. Yeah, exactly that. <laughs> I mean I think it's interesting that you're that you guys Scent. are kind of already you know, the, the the problem is what is clean beauty? There's no definition of it. So um, some of the big beauty retailers like Sephora in the States have started kind of crafting a definition and saying we think that clean means this or we're not going to include any products that have x y and z in them. Brands like Drunk Elephant have something that they call the suspicious six which is six ingredients that they say we're not going to include these but it may be that in the future it turns out when there's more information about them it's okay in which case we will include them but at the moment we're kind of erring on the side of caution whatever that means. But one of my real problems with the the phrase clean beauty is that I think that it implies that everything else is somehow dirty or not good for you. And that's my real problem with it because I think I'm all for going the natural route or using plant ingredients or, or whatever, but it doesn't mean that the other stuff is not okay. And that's where I think we're heading as a beauty industry. I agree. I think it's
2: almost like you're labeling something and it's only clean or, or nothing really. And I don't necessarily think that that's true. I mean, even parabens, there are good parabens and bad parabens. I don't have any parabens in my products either, but not necessarily because I think that they're terrible. It's just because the education for the consumer thinks that it is terrible, and therefore I just have gone a different route. Uh, it doesn't necessarily even mean the ingredient that I used instead of the paraben is a better ingredient. It might be that that hasn't been studied long enough to even
3: know that th- that might have a negative side effect that is frustrating though? As that it, is. When you're formulating products that it's you're very conf- difficult. having to almost navigate the ingredients according to kind of misinformation. I was thinking today, actually, when I was reading the news that actually it's a bit like fake news. Yes. So we're told all this stuff as if it's truth, but and actually nobody's really questioning it we're just kind of accepting it but actually the people that do the the actual research into it often realize that things like parabens as you say they're just really good preservatives I'd rather have that than a product crawling with bacteria that's
1: cool that's for sure that's speaking of the bacteria so in clean beauty I was wondering when I was sort of researching the subject that I know nothing about (laughs) how Long. So I know that so much of what, what, what you have in the kind of scientific beauty and brands and the kind of brands that you, you, you know so much about have got sort of their shelf life or how long they can last. Is it not something that can be complementary? Definitely. That's how I see it. I don't don't feel like I need to be a convert, even though I think we live in an age where people think that converting is going to make them feel, as we were saying earlier, well, mind and body. You know, it's like the people that I spoke to about the clean beauty movement, which hopefully they're going to come on the show quite soon, it was Naomi Watts I was writing about who's opened a kind of clean beauty store. Naomi personally felt that she was on a sort of, you know, she was in her mid-40s. She was working on a show. She was getting rosacea every time. She was putting makeup on and off all day long. She was feeling hormonal and tired and her skin was screaming, leave me alone. And so she went on a, on a kind of clean journey where she started by using probiotics and taking powders for her gut. And slowly, slowly she eliminated all the chemicals from her skincare and for her she saw a result now that might be psychosomatic
3: and I think that's great and I think as you say there's a place for both I was thinking to put it in sort of realms that you might embrace Fiona for example you might want to wear something like Mariam today is wearing her fabulous technical you know running shoes and fitness wear, so you might want to wear a great pair of Nike trainers one day and then you might want to wear your kind of granola munching Birkenstocks your next day, that's fine you don't have to just choose one or the other I also think about it like going into the Apple store and you're so kind of like taken with this, oh it's all so clean and modern and shiny and technology's amazing and all of this stuff you don't go in there and go, I wish we still had phones with wires and I wish we still had typewriters, like we all embrace technology and science. We do also
1: sometimes think I wish we could go back to wooden toys well we definitely Which is sort of do. what I feel. Exactly the clean. But we can have both. Back. Yeah I, I agree.
2: Well, I also wanted to bring up the study that talked about parabens in human breast tissue. So, this was a study that was published in 2012 and it showed, you know, 40 mastectomies that were done for primary breast cancer patients in the UK between 2005 and 2008. And it showed that in a large percentage of those women, there was a specific kind of paraben that was prevalent there. Now, the problem is with these studies is we don't know wh- what amount they were exposed to. We don't know if it was past accumulation of this paraben or whether it was an acute uh, introduction. We don't know whether it was topical, whether it was ingested. Uh, we, we actually have no idea where that comes from. And so I think the problem here is that we, we just don't know. Yes, it is unfortunate that in that very small study that these women had this type of paraben present in uh, a tissue that had breast cancer.
1: And would that paraben potentially come from it could face potentially
2: probably not from face it was products. probably it could have come from for instance the thing is mm. that we don't know it could have been something that Where we ingested in anything that is from. preserved anything okay. that's preserved so, so in deodorant our food, in our, our food every, I mean like really pretty much anything okay. and the problem is is you don't know what the cause and effect is do, do we have more accumulation in there because that person had breast cancer or is it because of numerous accumulation to this particular product but for For instance, it it showed some of those women who had this never even used, for instance, deodorant, which would be one of the early, what would be the most logical because in proximity to the breast, that's where it would go.
3: And I think what's so interesting about that is that it shows that the data... And the results and the, the clinical proof is really important to knowing whether that's actually, you know, whether parabens are good or all bad. And that's one of the things I think about skincare that has got science and clinical proof behind it is that you kind of know what you're getting. You know, when, when I was a beauty director for all that time, one of the things that used to really motivate me was that just I didn't want people wasting their money and having these drawers full of products that they'd kind of half used and then been a bit disappointed by, especially when some of these things cost hundreds of pounds. So actually things where you can say, decreases wrinkles by X amount or increases cell turnover by X or that you can have that sort of that level of proof that at least makes you feel like, okay, well, it's going to do something, even if it's not as much as I hoped or, you know, whatever it is. I don't know. I just feel like I'm, I'm motivated by that kind of proof.
2: I think proof is really great. I think what the problem here is there's a very large gray zone. And because there is no standard definition, even things that are uh, considered clean have have chemicals in them. So, if it's going to last in your cupboard for more than a week, then it has some sort of preservative, which means it has some sort of chemical in it. And it doesn't necessarily mean that it's going to be worse for you than something that you just mix up and put on Even your face. All those
1: sort of oils that come in the glass. Essential bottles.
2: essential oils are slightly different. However, you know the one thing that is interesting because I do have my skincare line, and I, I know a little bit about it, is that artificial fragrances, for instance, are less less likely to be I don't want to say allergic but people are less likely to have a reaction to ha- synthetic fragrances than they do with uh, essential oils it's more likely that those natural fragrances cause more irritation than the, than the synthetic ones
3: and that's the other thing i think people hear science and they think it means harsh yes and in fact the opposite can often be true absolutely so
2: i i find that really so for me i, I it's all about the education you know like i stay away from the those nasty six quote unquote, Mm -hmm. uh, mainly because I can't change the way everybody thinks. I I can't re-educate everybody right now and so um, I've I'm not hopping on the bandwagon to say, you know what, this is what I believe, but until we have better, one, studies to be able to see a cause and effect, and bigger, larger studies, you know, 40 people may sound like a lot, but in actual terms of, uh, you know, clinical trials, it's not really a very large number. So, we need more research, we need more definitive endpoints, and then, then we can make an educated response to this. But in the meantime, I have stayed away from them because of this sort of trend that people are on and it's actually a good trend you know like I believe in sustainability I believe in you know helping the environment I have a lot of those ethos from the very beginning when I started my my brand but I don't think you can negate some of the best ingredients are the ones that are prescription strength and they're definitely chemicals
1: Mm. you know so Nick I read something that you wrote I don't even know if it's been published because we read each other's but so we can just talk loosely around it okay you were very excited about the sort of scientific leaps that are being made in skincare at the moment. Can you maybe give us just a sort of, you don't have to name any brands, but just sort of a little bit of an outline of what those discoveries you made were?
3: Well, what I'm quite excited about is that being a big believer in all this stuff is that, for every action there's a reaction, right? And alongside all this clean stuff, there's a whole kind of groundswell of interest in super scientific ingredients and, and breakthroughs. So, and actually it really started with that brand, The Ordinary, I think, who did such a clever thing by separating out a lot of science- Ingredients. Yeah, sciencey sounding ingredients and having them all in little individual bottles so that then you would kind of mix, mix and match. And match. And actually what it did was, as well as kind of democratizing that, that whole kind of scientific skincare in a way, because they're all kind of five or six pounds each, but obviously you end up having to buy about eight. And so then it costs about the same as a, a how do you free. How
1: do you know what to use? Somebody's well, telling you what you need for your well, skin
2: specifically. The nice thing about that added. one is that it says, like yeah. it, it has the ingredient and it yeah. says good for
3: this. Oh, yeah. Okay. But what it's done, which is quite interesting, is it's really made kind of those ugly sounding chemistry GCSE ingredients <laughs> kind of sexy again in the beauty world and so you know a, a few years ago if you wrote super oxide dismutase on a on a bottle you wouldn't would have think, looked at I it definitely <laughs> don't want that and now you think that sounds so hideous I definitely want it so there's a kind of backlash against the the sort of you know I'm the, the made-up rides as yeah. I call them I think it's a good thing that we're moving away from that whole sort of contains Tahitian jasmine that only blooms at three in the morning and it's gonna give your skin yes. a lovely bloom like a pet like nobody needs that anymore we just want to know what as you say what's going to work. So the kind of sciency thing and then there's a, a, there's a really big movement on Twitter with all these skincare formulators I regularly get lost in threads of these skincare formulators arguing, Vehemently about the difference between glycerin and hyaluronic acid and all of that stuff, and it's it's kind of fascinating. Well, I want to know yeah, this Twitter. You need to hook uh, me up. After. Yeah, <laughs> we should put some. We'll put some accounts. Yeah, yeah exactly. um, I don't know. It just feels exciting to me that there's so many discoveries and so many breakthroughs.
1: But I mean, when I finished reading your your, your piece, I thought, oh my god, we're all going to look twenty when we're eighty because there are such amazing innovations being made. Really, aren't there?
3: There are, and one of
1: anti-aging.
3: Yes, and I think one of the biggest things that we're discovering is actually how much difference you can make yourself so it's not just about the cream so the cream can take you so far but actually what we're discovering is much more about how well you're looking after yourself how hydrated you are what your diet's like whether you live in a really polluted environment how stressed you are all of that stuff and i feel like as we learn more and more about that it's actually going to make the effects that you can get from your face cream Because I do
1: feel that it does start, I mean, I agree with Naomi Watts, it does start with the gut. For me, definitely, my skin starts with my gut. So, you know, I take probiotics, I take Simprove every morning, but there are all sorts of other really interesting probiotics you can be taking at the moment. And I feel that if I start with that, then what I put on from the outside is almost kind of the added benefit. But But do you disagree?
3: Well, I don't disagree, but I just think, I don't know whether you... You've read anything, Marion, but I feel like there's a lot of talk about skin's microbiome. Yeah. But actually there's not really anything I mean, I don't think they've even discovered all the trillions of bacteria that's no. on there, let alone know how to treat well,
2: them. I mean, if you think about it, the human body is like the slickest machine ever. You've got so many different million parts and everything is obviously interconnected. How it's interconnected, we might not necessarily know, but we know that it is. And I think some of what you feel is you have to be in tune with your body. I always say you have to trust your intuition a little bit too. So of course there's a lot of great skincare products out there. You try them. If they suit you, then you keep using them. And if you don't find that they suit you, it's okay to change and try something else. But I do think the gut biome will come out and have even more impact in the future in terms of skin, how to, how to make that uniform for everybody is a different story because I think that's where all the, you know, there's a big variability from you feed to me. So, and in terms of our diet, in terms of what our, our genetic makeup of what we can and cannot have. So, I mean, I think that that's uh, I think that's going to be a little trickier to do and, and to make it for the masses. But I do think that that is going to be part of the horizon of medicine In general.
3: Although Dove now have microbiome-friendly on their packaging.
2: Do they? Yeah. For for the body? For cleansing?
3: uh, For the... uh, I think for the face... For the bar. The bar soap.
2: Interesting. Mm.
3: And that's another thing, I think. Sometimes we think that um, to really access good science you have to spend a lot of money and oftentimes it's those huge multinationals that have access to billion dollar r&d and sometimes these things the breakthrough that's
1: research and development out there
3: The ingredients pop up in places where someone like Avon, they spend more money, I think, than anyone else or they they did back in the day on research and development. So they were the first people to use AHAs and they were the first people to develop this cream that stops the sort of plateau effect after three months. And all of that kind of stuff, Or like CoQ10, Nivea's big anti-aging ingredient, pound for pound, it's probably one of the best anti-aging ingredients still that we have generally
0: For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary.
1: I have CoQ10 when I had my infusion with Caption.
3: She uses CoQ10 mm, yeah. intravenously. It's a really good, a really good anti-aging molecule. Yeah.
2: Nivea still uses it in their body moisturizer. Yeah. My husband's a big Nivea fan, yeah. by the way. Yeah. He uses MZ skin and then Nivea. Yeah. He likes the two. Good. And combination. I and I and I actually use uh, sometimes the body moisturizer from Nivea with the CoQ10 too. So indeed, you can go high and low.
3: Yeah, yeah. And I think that's really important. Things like Olay good peptides. There's a lot of good, solid, science-based skincare out there.
2: What do you think is the the best innovation for 2020 that you've come across? I'm sure you get to see it before a lot of others, us lay people out there.
3: So one of the products that has actually been out for about a year but they're just coming out with a lot of research is this Chanel cream it's like a kind of serum cream but they've done a lot of work around senescence which is a huge sort of growth area of science I feel like it will be like genetics it will be like kind of understanding how DNA works and it's just kind of at that point now where people are starting to learn about it and hear about it and it's essentially to do with the way cells die off in your body and so it's the aging process that affects everything all the degenerative diseases from cancer to things like Alzheimer's and all of those kind of diseases and actually it has a big impact on skin aging and they've they've done a lot of research with a, a university about the way that these cells die off in the skin and also identified an ingredient to kind of to, to stop the process and I was really impressed with with that research so I'm looking forward to seeing that that come out amazing me too i also think that there'll be a lot more strides around pollution i don't know whether we're working on anti-pollution as well what does that mean anti-pollution? what's it going to do
2: so you know antioxidants are a way to be anti-pollutant so there's basically pollution causes the breakdown of every molecule and it causes free radicals to, to float around which are aging, not just to your skin, but to your organs and to pretty much everything. And so you want to get some ingredients that are going to eat up those free radicals that are doing damage. So whether it's caused by the blue light that's coming from my computer or my iPhone screen to walking out in polluted London, who was it that told me recently that studies have shown in London... Which is horrible. That if you had an accumulation of pollution that you're ha- you're supposed to be um, exposed to within a year you have that exposure in London, depending on where you are in London within the first week of the, of every new year, no. just to give you an idea. And it's only getting worse. So, I mean, I, I have not fact verified that, but I, it, even if it was exaggerated, it's a lot, you know, just in terms of the environmental stressors that we have, and then put that on top of our busy lives and our own emotional stressors that are happening. You, you really do need ingredients that are going to counteract that one, not only for aging on the outside, but aging on the inside and so I think antioxidants obviously anything that's rich in antioxidants whether it's food or topicals are always going to to give you a little boost.
3: So this is one area where I wonder about the clean versus synthetic say ingredients because I just feel like if our environment is increasingly toxic.
2: Can How good are, are the products that we're going to get yeah, from
3: them? Can or can we really counteract all of that in modern day stressors with old ingredients like plants or are we going to have to develop these mole- molecules that are able to to counteract them
2: well i think that some things like for instance i'm i'm a new convert for different things you know like i know where my meat comes from you know in terms of the butcher like i know which farm it comes from in england and i i can i know how it's fed so i feel like my parents probably didn't know that information when they were getting meat from the butcher or something like that so I, the provenance is really important just as it is with food getting food from your, from your local uh, farmer's market is obviously locally grown and not broad and not exposed to many other things of course, we're always going to have pollutants and we're never going to know exactly until after the fact, which ones are the bad ones for us. So obviously we're all trying to do what we think is best. Maybe we think, for instance, this pesticide is better or no pesticide is better. And then all of a sudden there's something else that kind of pops up. So we're always, I I don't want to say we're two steps behind, but sometimes in this sort of realm, we are a little bit, you know, we think we've taken two steps forward, but actually we haven't. So
3: do you think, pollution has more of an effect on our skin than we realize?
2: I think pollution has more of an effect on everything than we realized. I I think environmental stressors are really high up there. I think pollution... Is one of the reasons why in developed cities you have more risk of having different kinds of cancers. Is it a cause and effect? I don't know. Is it because you live in a polluted city, or is it because of everything else that comes with with the, uh, living in a, in a city like that? So, of course, pollution affects the ozone too. So having less protection against the UV rays is also damaged, hugely damaging. We know that's the the biggest skin aggressor from the environment. So I do think that pollution will always be high up there. It's just knowing which ones are the best shields to use
3: and funnily enough i think the one area that will be a growth area for next year in terms of research actually does connect the sort of scientific world with the the clean beauty world and that's this growing area of research about the skin mind connection so i think we're just learning about the effect that your your mental well-being can have on your skin of course and whether that's to do with your kind of how positive you're feeling when you're applying your face cream right back to she's glowing yeah i mean that's
1: where the glow comes from is supposed to come from within so yeah
2: I I believe that if you have if you're having a good day I I hate that word resting bitch face I really hate it but you have the same person who comes in and they're smiling and the same person who's not you know just
1: I was looking at Instagram this morning and I'm mostly as you know off Instagram and but I had to go on it for some, I'm going to pretend, reason or other. And um, anyway, I saw pictures now, of now we all
3: want to know why she was on Yeah, exactly. Show. But
1: I saw a picture of a friend of mine, a good friend of mine, taking a sort of selfie, as she's uh, you know, prone to, looking so bloody miserable. And I thought, what is it with these kind of miserable selfies on, on Instagram? It's so weird. And I was thinking, people should just stop with the, with the sort of, don't I look... The pose. Angular, and yes, mm. and that pose, and give me a bit of cheekbone, but kind of try and look really miserable while you're doing it. I just think everybody should, we should have like, sort of like, I don't know, selfie happy day or something, because enough with the miserable faces. Well, on, because on, it, it, the, the thing it, is, is Instagram. that when you
2: smile, you tend to not have the angularity, so you don't have the sharp so jawline. over the
3: angular, miserable selfie. Start yeah. a
1: movement, Fee. You. you know who we're talking
3: about. I feel like the younger ones... Do that that go the, have the got kiss, kind of the, the pun 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 opposite, and they go well. They use all those filters now with like bunny ears and oh, things hey, to make don't. themselves so, goofy.
1: Yeah, but that's
2: because that's they not, don't want
3: to smile. So they're yeah. It's a weird. <laughs> it's well, a weird Instagram, world.
1: it's the devil spawn. You know, I think that. So why were you on Instagram today? <laughs> why was I on Instagram? You know what's awful is I've been off Instagram, as you know, for a really long time, and I went back on it for some reason or other, which probably has no good backup. And within a week, I found myself almost kind of clicking on Instagram as I woke up in the morning instead of reading the paper. It took a week to get back into every bad habit that I felt I'd lost. And that's... like breaking a diet.
3: And that's a bit like we're saying... I mean, that's the thing, isn't it, about... I just think ultimately... A jar of face cream is such a lovely thing, whether it's, it's a clean ritual. one or it's a sciencey one or whatever it is. And coupled with that idea of just doing a lovely ritual for yourself, doesn't matter really what you're using. I think just just enjoy that. But face I think cream. that's all
1: of life. Take care of your eating. Take care of your exercise if you must, Mariam And and then I'll every now and then have you, steak
3: so. steak and chips
1: because that you also can have that or you can. We all had shortbread biscuits in here earlier, very nice too.
3: And, and my thing about face cream is that it is kind of an act of faith in the future right because you're using it today in order to look better tomorrow it's not like a lipstick which is just instant that's why they say hope in a jar I guess because it, you're going to use it well, and reap be the fair, benefits
2: I do some things at night time and then I, if I do them I know that I'm going to look better in the morning
3: what things like different
2: what, masks or peels what? or the treatments do, and do stuff I I, like
1: what if I, to put on which which which, which mask it depends for on. what so like what if for, I
2: have even from the high street You know, you you know, like I love Aven, they have a hydrating mask. And if I'm feeling very dehydrated, or I tell my patients a lot of times, because I don't like to toot my own products all the time, is that I do love this product because, you know, you sleep in it instead of taking it off, use it as a cream. And actually it does help. The Aven mask. Same same with my replenish and restore. It's filled with uh, stem cells and placenta. And I just think it's so rich that when I wake up, my lips are nice and plump and my everything just looks more plump.
3: And the other thing I think about that is that you have to do some kind of resurfacing, exfoliating. Of course. So I think that's the mistake people often make. That's a good thing you can do the night before you want to look great, I think. Because it will help everything sink in better. Well,
2: one, it gets rid of all the grime, pollution, makeup, whatever's sitting on your face. And then it does allow for better penetration. That's why cleansing is so important. So cleansing is the number one thing that you do every day when you come home. I know. Fia's looking at me with these eyes like, what? A cleanse?
1: No, but I'm thinking, because I never, never say no to a, 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 a goodie here. But so, And I'm, we very rarely promote Mariam skincare here because we've made a real commitment to kind of try and keep it all a bit open. But you have just launched this thing which is a new thing, which I quite fancy. Which is a vitamin-infused facial treatment mask. Yeah. So, tell me, is that? A it's kind of like miso, and uh, it's it's uh, it? it's basically and a minerals and. <laughs> <laughs> I want it.
2: You can have it, Fee. Oh,
1: thank you. Um, I hate to ask. Yeah. yeah I can see. You're <laughs> Very possibly. shy. <laughs> I couldn't possibly. Thank you. It's just going in the bag. Um,
2: but basically, it, it's a uh, it. yes. It's a red mask. It's really nice and soothing for any. Inflammation on the skin, especially if you have rosacea, it has lots of different minerals, and it's basically like having miso without having the needle and you know needle punctures inside of it. So it's very hydrating, soothing, anti-inflammatory, and the only caveat is that you can only use it once. But um, there's there's five five in there. There's five in there. You can have all five thank you once are you gonna once a week yeah, you know i always say the mask these home masks are something that you do when you feel you need them so if you're somebody who likes to I, I think one of the beauty beautiful things about doing these masks which truthfully i prefer the kinds of cream masks so i love like radiance and renewal for exfoliation but everybody loves these masks because um it t- gives them 10 15 minutes to sit down and do i was nothing. thinking
1: is that a whole episode of the crown that, that's what I want. I want a mask that's an episode of The Crown or you actually can, an episode of The Morning Show. Okay, so over. you can keep it on for I the whole episode on. of The Crown. Okay. So, Nick, what did you put on your face this morning? And
3: don't worry about upsetting my am. She can take <laughs> I'm, it. I'm, can I don't you?
2: get upset. No. I, I'm, I'm one over. out of She's how dealing. many thousands of skincare brands <laughs> yeah. out
3: there. So, I've been using this cream by Augustinus Bader. I think that's how you say his name. And it's quite a scientific one. He's a much like Mariam, I think, a medical practitioner who's also done a lot of research into skin, I've just noticed really good effects. From, I mean, I hear people talk about it all the time. And normally with my beauty director hat on, I'm so cynical about anything that's being really hyped. And I used it. One th- thing that I could really tell the difference was that I've got this little scar on my nose from having a basal cell carcinoma removed a few years ago. And it really annoys me. And it's just right in that spot where it looks like I used to have an earring in there, which I definitely didn't. And <laughs> um, and it's can't all... Imagine. With the nose ring the way. And it's almost gone. Um so I feel like okay, if it's doing that on that little scar, what's it doing to the rest of my face? So that's that's my current my current obsession.
1: I've used that, I've tried that. You you got me onto it actually. Mm-hmm. And I really like his skin cream as well. So it's interesting. I think I well at the end of all this I think it's fascinating and I've never I didn't turn away from science just because I wrote about somebody who's into clean beauty, but I think there's room for everything, like in life, you know, I think complimentary is the answer and the way forward
3: definitely i think it's just about being open to
1: everything
2: i think the the one thing that
1: all of this has brought in is the importance of education
2: and learning yeah. about your your skincare and what's going on and i think just as a brand owner i think what I love is that people are so much more in tune with what they're using on their skin. They read what the actives are. They have access to information. And I think that's that can only empower you. And I also think it's important, just as a caveat, is that less is sometimes more. You don't need to put, like, 25 different ingredients on your face in order to have, like, flawless skin. I think you have to find a few core products and ingredients that work well for your type of skin, yeah, and, yeah. To skin and to stick to that. That's really good
3: advice, I think. And to stick
2: to them for at least you know six weeks, so you're you're never going to use a cream and the next day be like, oh my god, this was amazing. And if it is, it's probably more in your head. Yeah, do you, you think that's about
3: six
1: weeks? To you, really you, need, you you really you really
2: need to use a product for six weeks to to really be able to ascertain whether or not it's a good product for your skin deep nodding
3: yes, it with yes and find an SPF I think Always. that you really like to wear every day because I think it's quite hard it. to find <laughs> one I know that, when you
1: really like an SPF well I think because like
3: often they can be a little bit greasy or a bit chalky and you don't feel good about wearing you don't mind them on holiday but you don't feel good about using okay. them every day so I think find one that you feel like is just a good one to wear under makeup every day and wear it every day god you're very clever Nick she is indeed isn't
1: she clever both oh, of you uh, but we knew that please note: huge silence on my end this this <laughs> This podcast. Um, Very clever, but Nick, thank you. For, I wouldn't be anything without you, Nick. We all know that. Thank you for joining us thank today. You thank
3: you so me. much for coming. I love and, talking about um, face cream.
1: <laughs> and come and listen to us next week on the Guinea Pig. Bye. Bye.
2: The Guinea Pig provides unbiased information to those who may be considering cosmetic surgery or even trialing a non-invasive treatment or product. We do not endorse the use of any product or procedure featured in this podcast and are not responsible
1: for the outcome of any of the treatments featured on this podcast or damage caused in connection with any treatments or products. Should you decide to try any of the procedures, treatments or products mentioned in any episode of The Guinea Pig, you do so at your own risk. Always consult an independent and and fully qualified medical professional if you are considering embarking on a medical procedure, irrespective of whether it's an invasive or non-invasive procedure. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear, and fine leather goods